Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, guys. Hi, friend. How's it going? Oh, it's so good to see your face. <laughs> it's so good to see you guys. Listen, okay, let's start this off right. Okay. Valerie Bertinelli is an angel. Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Tell everyone Oh, what my happened. goodness gracious. So I didn't even have to write a letter. My agent reached out to her manager and was like, is there any way Valerie would do this for Donald? And she said yes. And she hooked it up. She hooked it up so much that when we played the message for my daughter, there was silence for a bit. And then all of a sudden, my daughter started crying. No. Yes. She started crying. And my, my wife was like, why are you crying? And she said, it's just so hot in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. She oh, got for- verklempt. Good for Valerie Bertinelli. I told you that would happen. You just had to do it, and you did it. I can't believe it. Listen, I got to do something nice for Valerie. Of and from my and from what my daughters told me, she likes uh, cats, lemons, and puzzles. So I got to figure something out in that way. My wife is looking at a bunch of like lemon trees right now to buy Valerie. I'm sure she has some already. But we're trying to hook it up for you, Valerie. I know you don't. You probably don't listen to the podcast, but <laughs> let me just put it out there to all of you out there who was asking if Valerie came through. Valerie came through. Well, I just want to say, my father used to say, "I have no idea." I don't know if I've told this story before. But my father used to tell this story. I have no idea if it's true or not, but it was it was inspirational to me. And he said the Queen of England came to New York City uh, to do, you know, things you do as a diplomat or whatever, a, a queen. And, and she only went to one store. She went shopping at Bloomingdale's. 
And then the media was going crazy. Like, how did you get the Queen of England of all places to come shopping at Bloomingdale's? Like, the best press ever. How did you guys do it? And they said, we asked her. Wow. And wow. Um, my father always told that story, and it's always been an inspiration to me. And uh, you simply did it, Donald. You, 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 you asked her, and she said yes. And she is amazing for saying yes. You know, she was amazing before that, but just to do that for Wilder... They share the same birthday, but just to do that for Wilder is so special. And I know Wilder really, really, really loved it because she showed all of her friends. And her, her, her friends were like, oh, that's great. But all of the parents, when they saw the video, they were going crazy. The parents were like, oh, my God, you got Valerie Bertinelli to wish you a happy birthday. It's, so it's just sweet. it's so amazing. I love that she like did she fan her eyes? Did she do this thing? She didn't do the fanning of the <laughs> eyes, but she, you know, she looked at it and just, I was, we were shocked because she didn't say anything. We were expecting like this scream of happiness, like this mm, abundance right. of joy to just flow from her. And she was in complete shock. That's and so then she cute. started crying and we were like, why are you crying? She was like, it's just so hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a present coming for her. It's belated, but it's all It's all good. I figured it's all it good. Out. Well, you know, I'm out of town right now, and when I get back, this show airs the day I get back. So oh, when nice. I get back, I am going to spoil the crap out of my daughter. Uh, you know, it, when I was a kid, I would call, well, in my 20s, I would call it my birthday month. She's going to hmm. have a birthday month, even though the month is almost over. I'm going to do as much as I possibly can to make her uh, even more happy than oh, she was. I'm, I bet the kids oh. are going to be so excited to see you and glad you're home. Oh, I can't wait to see those lovelies. I can't wait to see my wife, to be honest with you. I'll bet. I'll you bet. Know? Poor, poor gal. She better stretch. I'm going, to, I'm going to be civilized, and I will not pressure my wife into any type of fornication when well, she's I'm ready sure she's to. she's probably excited for some fornication. She just probably should limber up because it's been a bit. <laughs> she might want to just do some basic Pilates. Or, you know, just do the Peloton. Whatever it is that you want to do. Whatever it takes... <laughs> Okay. For you to get ready for this action. For relations. For well, relations. it dovetails with this script. There's a lot of relations in this episode. What an episode. I got to tell you, I laughed my butt off. Let me. Who directed this episode? Well, listen. Are you really asking that? Yeah, I am. It was me. I knew it. I now, knew listen, it. Now, listen. I got to tell I you something. It. And everyone's, I knew it. I don't mean to toot my own horn, you guys. But, I I'm go- but get ready for a toot toot. Because what I always do is when I'm watching an episode and I think it's well-directed, I always grab this little sheet I have that Joelle made for us. And I'm like, who directed this one? It's well done. And then I – because I didn't remember from – Yeah, I didn't remember this either, buddy. <laughs> and I look down and I'm like, oh, it's me. And I'm not just saying this because I directed it. It's fucking – this is a really good episode. Bill Callahan wrote it. It's very, very, very funny. I mean, there's, there's a lot – it's a high – Joke ratio. There's just joke, 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 joke. It's really well photographed, I must say. And um, I laughed a lot. Did, did you? Did you like it? I laughed a lot. I knew. I knew you directed it too. And I, and I, I, I was because I was out with uh, my castmates before this. We were having our final brunch together, like our, you know, the final hangout before, mm-hmm. you know, we all say adieu. And. Um, when I was watching the episode, when it was over, I was like, I think Zach directed that. And I went to rewind it to look, but it was already 5.01. And I was like, I got to get on this call. I got to get on a Zoom. Or, and, but in my mind, I was like, Zach had to have directed this. This has Zach's 
uh, stamp all over it. Like yeah. it feels well, like something you, you would have directed. I, I, you know, this was the very different from the other one that we always joke. My first one because it's it's basically contained solely to the hospital and uh, you know some there's some apartment sets and a restaurant set, but it's it's very contained. And I think that I was trying to to show like all right, well, what you know, we've seen so many Scrubs episodes at this point. What can I do to add a bit of style to this one that's relatively contained? And um, I came up with some of these motifs. There's this sort of window motif coming into mm-hmm. different scenes in and out of windows. And in fact, the very last beat of the of the episode, I close the window. Yeah. And um, and that's that sort of hyperspeed imagination thing. Uh, I, I think that was that was written. But I mean, how do you how do you go through like what could have been very quickly? And um, I thought that was really, really a, a cool thing to do. I remember um, this episode because this is the episode that you, that JD and Kylie break up in. And right. I remember that there was this, there's a huge argument at the end. And I remember thinking, wow, the, the two characters really went in on each other mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. And uh, which is rare for a relationship that hasn't, that where there are no stakes involved, really. Like you, all you guys have done is kissed, really. I know, so but, for you to, but we're, she's, it's, well, anyway, let's get into the show. Should we, should we okay. count him? Let's do it. Show five, six, seven, eight. stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joelle. How's it going? Hi, buddy. Hi, guys. Good. I How are you well. doing? I'm Filming, well. Having fun? I am. You know, I had a streak buster today uh, at this brunch. I, 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 did, I did partake in some uh, booze. Some libations? Bloody Mary. I love it. Mm. No, I, I had a uh, vodka martini. Ooh. Whoa, at brunch. Ballsy. Yeah, very ballsy. And... Uh, but I, I did. The streak is broken. I'm going to start a new streak. But I will say this. I will say this. My plant-based situation is pretty cool, man. Like, I got to tell you something. Go ahead. I've never pooed so lovely in my life. Yeah, the poos. Oh get, the poos my, get lovely. Yeah. In the words of, in the words, it felt good. Oh my god, poo feels good right now. Like really good. Like I'm so excited. Daniel, I'm going to need that as a thing for the soundboard. Oh, for no. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Poo feels good. It does. It does. It's like, oh, God, it feels good. Like, that's how regular it is now. Whereas yeah. before, without the water, you know, you're dehydrated and you're not. I'm sorry to gross you everybody out. don't have to out. go into details. Yeah. I, I think, people, sorry I think about, my yeah. poo is good is enough for the audience. Okay, there we go. Anything. Yeah. Anything my, J-shaped or? <laughs> coilies, what was the lyric we had to change? A coily or a, a letter coily J. A coily or a letter J. As long as it's a deuce Yes, we, had to, we weren't allowed down. to say that. We were allowed to see so much stuff in Scrubs, but we were not allowed to describe a poo as a coily or a letter J in the yeah. In we, the it turned into we'll figure out what's wrong with you as long as it's a deuce. Yes, That's not as funny as a coily or a letter J. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to know what the censors. Um, you know, we had a bestiality joke last week, but we weren't allowed to describe the coil shape of a of a poo. But anyway, uh, you know, um, I want to say uh, two things. I watched this Anna Kendrick movie on Netflix called Stowaway. It was really good. Never seen it. I recommend it. It just came out. What's it and about, Zach? 
It is about, um, without spoilers, it is about um, three people who have been chosen to go to Mars. To, uh, I think they're going from Mars for the first time. Um, Colonize? Uh, yeah, it's like you know, where it's at the point in history when the the travel to Mars and back takes two years, and these people are are headed there for a mission, and um, shit goes awry along the way. And I know that I, I heard of this. Somebody stows away, and they uh, no, no, don't have... ruin it for people. Don't ruin it. For, I mean, it's called stowaway. You can imagine there's a stowaway. Yeah, but, but it, it's in the promo though. They only have enough uh, food for two people, and how how do they survive? Uh, oxygen, um, and I tried not to spoil it for you guys, but Donald says it's in the trailer. But it's a really, really good script, and um, I like Anna Kendrick. I think she does a, a great job, and very great actress. And um, there, I don't know, it's really, really well done. So I recommend that to you. And the other thing I loved, which I've been procrastinating, because the Oscars are tonight. We we're recording on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was procrastinating watching The Father for some reason because it's the Anthony Hopkins, uh, Olivia Coleman film, and I thought I think I know what that is. I'm, I'm going. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm in the mood for it. It sounds really dour. I, I my brother said you got to watch it, and I we have a similar taste. And I watched it, and it is amazing. Have you guys seen it? No, I haven't seen any of the movies nominated this year. To be honest, I highly recommend The Father. It is uh, again no spoilers, but all I can say is it, it's about a, 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 an older man losing his memory. But the way the director and the script tell the story you start to feel like you're losing your memory. And I've never, I've never seen a film like this. It's very innovative. Um, it, the storytelling is such that you can't help but start to feel the troubles of the protagonist mm. in your own mind. I, you're, I, you just, what, with, I can't, I don't want to ruin anything for you. But, and apparently it's based on a play. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh my God, this must have been so fascinating as a play. Um, I think the I think the 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 playwright adapted his own uh, play into a screenplay. But anyway, I don't just think it's a sad story about an old man uh, losing his memory. It is that, but it is incredibly told, and don't miss it. Well, I got to say something really quick. Go ahead. I'm so upset at you, Zach. What did I do wrong? Because you freaking did the Morpheus to me, man. You told me to take the red or the blue pill. And now my life is flipped upside down. Like, look, I'm not eating meat anymore. <laughs> me, I'm not either, man. Dude, you you freaking opened up the matrix to me, and now I am pissed off at you because Why? I'm looking you at. You said you're feeling good and you and you're loving yeah, your news. No doubt, but listen, man. I look. I'm looking at all my friends enjoy steak. I'm looking at all my friends enjoy chicken. I'm looking at all my friends enjoy fish. And everything like that. And all I can do is sit there and be judgmental. Like, you guys have no idea what you're eating. Well, you don't want to be judgmental. I'm trying my hardest not to. I can't help it, man. Listen, I can only tell you that I feel great. And, of course, I I just don't. Maybe we're different. You you might. I'm not really craving um, it. Um, no, I, I, I will and say I'm this. Not, and I'm not saying, and I don't want, I'm, I'm, last thing I want to do is proselytize, and I'm not saying that I'm going to uh, be able to do it forever. I, I am two months into it, uh, no alcohol, no animal products, and I, I, I have to tell you that I feel better than I ever have. That's great. And I understand because, uh, you know, when I was sipping my uh, vodka martini today, I was like, damn, there goes that streak. There goes that streak. Power of the streak. But that doesn't mean, you know, you know, another thing my my uh, therapist has said with, related to the streak was 
don't okay so you so you fell off the wagon or you you broke your streak that's that's just step one step two three four where you fuck up is then go ah fuck it i fell off the streak fuck it let's just have fuck it let's just do everything like right. no and get right back on the horse i mean that's that's the key don't don't go you know people that say oh i'm an, i'm not gonna i'm gonna go to the gym three times a week and they go they, they skip one then they skip two and then they go ah fuck it i fell off the wagon fuck the gym no, that's where people really fall off. It's like, no, no, okay, that happens, shit happens. Get back on the horse, you know? Yeah, you know, that's that that is the trick, and you know, it's 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 very interesting because this show's coming to an end, and we're all we're we're saying goodbye to each other and everything like that. I find that it's harder to drink water now because you know now I'm not buying water every day because I have I'm leaving in. A couple of days you know what i mean so it's like the water that i have now i'm going to try and sustain uh until i bounce because i don't want to continue to i don't want to overbuy like i have stuff in my fridge like okay so when i first got here i bought all of this fish because i was like i'm gonna eat fish and then i watched seaspiracy and now this oh, no. fish is rotting well it's not oh, no. rotting it's not rotting but it's sitting in my freezer well you could have given it to someone who isn't trying to be um uh, now, ain't nobody going to take my fish. Ain't nobody going to take <laughs> yeah, I'm sure fish. there's a neighbor in your building. No, nobody wants that fish. I don't know none of these people yeah, like that. Actually, if I ever saw a bag that was like by the elevator, free fish, I'm not going to eat that. Okay, right. well, definitely like, don't do that. There's probably yeah, no. like a shelter yeah, or a co-op or something idea. you could like mm-hmm. be like, I have all this frozen fish. I mean, frozen fish used to be a dream. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I right. want to say um, to you all, uh, you know, Donald and I really uh, responded to this documentary, Seaspiracy, as many people have. It's been number one all around the world. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that say, yeah, like, you know, a lot of what he says is true, but he's exaggerating here, here, and here. Well, guess what? Just like Donald reached out to Valerie Bertinelli, I reached out to the creators of Seaspiracy, and they've agreed to come on our show. I love it. Wonderful. So, um, you know, this documentary was very impactful to me, and I, I like everyone else, I, I want to ask him, like, hey, I, if, if one-third of what you said is true, I'm, I'm down. You, 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 you got me. But uh, let's, let's discuss some of the critiques of it. You know, it's not, I'm gonna, we're going to be good, we're gonna be good uh, interviewers. We're not just going to um, fawn. Be one-sided, we're gonna, yeah. We're not, gonna be, we're not just going to fawn. We're going we're gonna to challenge him, like good interviewers, and say, hey— you know, you've been critiqued for X, Y, and Z. What's your response to that? But needless to say, he and his uh, his wife really opened my eyes to uh, to things I didn't know about, um, um, you know, the fishing industry. Well, not so, just that, and also Game Changer, man, the yeah. Game Changer. I, you know, some of the big, some of the best athletes in the world right now, record holders, Tom Brady who is old as fuck and should not be playing football right now. Like there's nobody (laughs) his age doing it the way he's doing it. But because of his plant-based diet, inflammation isn't an issue for him anymore. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so he's able to put that because as you get older, that's the one thing that you deal with. Like my back, Oh, my, my legs. And that's all inflammation. And when you're on a plant-based diet, you don't necessarily have to worry about those things as much and you can and you recover faster and so yeah donald's talking about another one that we watched called game changers which if you if you want to it's a it's a softer intro into this conversation if you don't want to go right to um the pain that's being caused animals uh game changers is more focused on an mma fighter who uh decided to go um plant-based and what happened to his uh recovery 
But anyway, um, we will stop talking about this for now, but uh, it's a conversation that certainly intrigues Donald and I. And um, let's talk about Scrubs, the TV show. Okay, let's get into it. First of all, how fast did JD get undressed once he thought he was about to have sex with Kylie? <laughs> there are so many laughs. In the, you know, I, 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 when I take notes for the episode, I write down, like, you know, things that made me laugh. I've got two, three full pages of, uh, we're not even going to get to all the shit that made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but the first was, yeah. So I've been on a four-week booty embargo because Kylie has decided that we're not going to, I don't even, it doesn't even seem like we're doing anything besides kissing. Like she's not That's even That's all you're doing. You're not even touching. Yeah. I don't think we're groping or. There's no they, fellatio. What, what did I say? People call it. Uh, no, there's certainly no fellatio kind of lingus, but I don't know if they're, oh, what are they, heavy petting. That's what our parents used to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no heavy petting, which is a he very is at, funny. He, the furthest he's gotten is first base for all of those who yeah. are wondering what we're talking about. First base. <laughs> that's it. It seems to me that they're solely kissing, but I get it. She's a knockout beauty of a woman. She's smart. She's funny. He's very into her. He's he's saying whatever, whatever you want. Well, I'm I'm being as patient as I can. Um, but it's funny. I laughed when I go. Um, she goes. I'm. I, I got you something. And I God. I hope it's sex or a pony. I'll bet it's <laughs> sex because I don't see a pony. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way JD wanted sex on the same level as a pony. Well, I mean, a pony comes once in a lifetime. Sex, I believe you could get it again. I know, but the point. poor guy is is really riled up. We learn we learn very soon after that he's going home and uh, pleasuring. What do I say? I go yeah. <laughs> I go to visit you guys. Right. Wait, hold on. You um, tell us. You tell us that you've done it already. But then you're like, I'm gonna stick. I'm going. Now it's time for my. Nightly, nightly ritual. ritual. My nightly Pleasure. ritual. And now it's time for my nightly ritual. Pleasure myself, weep, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, back when I'm, I'm there, and she turns around, I'm naked, and then I'm trying to cover, because that's not what she got me, a, a license plate for, for Sasha. And I say, oh, no, no, I, 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 I'm just doing laundry. I, I assume your facilities are in building. <laughs> And then I go, I'm just really proud of my abs or well, ab, ab, ab yeah, singular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and now you and Carla are in a bad place. You're arguing about everything. Uh, you claim that she's making mountains out of molehills. Which she kind of is. You know, the toothpaste, the toothpaste line is hilarious. You know, yes. Turk, if you can't put the cap on the toothpaste, how are we supposed to ever have children? Right. But I do, there are things that like, Couples like little things. I mean, the classic, you know, the classic tropey one is uh, uh, the, the the toilet seat putting out up and down. But there are little things that drive couples crazy. Yeah, I, I do. I would not be down with a messy toothpaste uh, tube. I like it very, very nice. I don't want it. I don't want it all the gunk all over the top and rolls. Uh, you, you can't be married to Casey then. Why would she do? <laughs> Casey squeezes. First of all, Casey squeezes the shit out of the toothpaste, right? And it doesn't matter where it's from. Like I'm the type of person that's like, all right, let's do it from the bottom, so yeah. we always have the toothpaste yes. oh, you're looking full. Like just with the toothpaste, I'm like that. Casey's like, she'll grab it from the middle and just squeeze. Ooh, sacrilege. And I'll be like, oh my god, that's the ugliest toothpaste canister I've ever seen in my life now. But uh, I, I totally, I totally hear this. Like my. My wife is, we make, we both do it, but we make mountains out of molehills easily. Yeah. I you know? Agree. Well, you know, I think couples can get on each other's nerves with like little things. It's just little things that irk you and 
that make you go, you know, it's it's so tiny. Who cares? But it's just, you know, we we all have our little quirks, things that just drive us crazy. Yeah. Uh, like the my, toilet paper not being replaced. Like, come on, let's let's replace the toilet paper. My my wife has a bunch of them when it comes to me, but she's hard on me. You know how it goes. Well, she's pretty great. She's amazing. I'm not saying she's not amazing, but she's hard on me. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, she, you, you you might be, she ex- she expects the best and she deserves the best. So you know, um, the janitor. I really didn't remember the level of the janitor's crush on Elliot. I, I I for some reason I didn't remember that. I mean, he's really pining for her. Yeah, so much so that he's he bets Doctor Cox that there'll be dating. Uh, that yeah. they're gonna go. That they are dating. And, and it's a big bet. It's for his for his Porsche. For the, it's for the janitor's van. Janitor puts his van up for Doctor Cox's Porsche. Right. And Elliot, he, you know, Elliot and Doctor Cox are, you know, they don't. I, you know, Elliot doesn't like Cox very much. Or if she does like him, she hates the fact that he's always interrupting her. Yeah, he's rounds. always fucking with her. We see in the ICU, he's embarrassing her in front of her residents and. And, uh, you know, he's always fucking with her and for no reason. And so she has a motivation to try and get back at him. The janitor comes to comes to Elliot and says, look, I have a bet going. Will you help me out? We got, just got to trick Cox to think that we're on a date and then I get his Porsche. And she's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. And he so says, she... um, the janitor says, I just want a house in the burbs, a Volvo in the driveway, dog fighting ring in my basement. Basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Mike Vick went to jail for it. Mike Vick went to jail. It's not funny, but the janitor having it be one of his dreams is funny. I'm sorry. I understand, but there are a bunch of animal lovers out there that are like, fuck you, Zach, right now. I'm just going to put it out there. Sorry. I do not support having a dog fighting ring anywhere, period. But the janitor pitching it as as one of his dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Heather Graham's back. Yeah, and holy shit, does she look beautiful. She's always beautiful. I know, but you know, we shot her uh, with the backlight and the slow motion and the lingerie, and um, she looks fuego. Dude, there are moments in this show where I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy." I when mean, you guys, when you guys crash into the bedroom at the end of the show, oh, she looks great. And you pull the pants, the dress down. Yeah, naughty. I, oh, yeah. I what got, about when I she's got in a- the hallway? What you got movement? Well, I didn't. I wasn't going to say that, but I, I definitely felt some kind of way. Oh, I was feeling great that my directorial work may have given my best friend movement. I wasn't going to say that because Did I feel shift? like. Did it just shift a little there bit? Was, like, there, was like, there was like a little. Yeah, in, like a centimeter. That, it just moved like, sorry to use the metric system, but your peep shifted like a centimeter. Like There was, right. There was, a, it was, yeah, if, if, if it were, if it were, a, if it were a clock. Yeah. It, it went from, it went from six to six oh to 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 six oh five thirty one yeah whatever it is like it wouldn't be pointing up what's down so it'd be like oh so it went to like six if it was at six thirty it went it to six thirty five yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> mine was like you know when your dog is like lying and like asleep and then it hears a squirrel and does a little look up yeah <laughs> that's what mine did <laughs> my peep acted like it it heard a squirrel it was like squirrel anyway. <laughs> She was, it was, it's an, dude, first of all, this is, this is everyone's, not just men, but women too. This is a issue that we all have. Can we be friends with our exes and still 
maintain a proper relationship with your current or your All right. forever. Now, here's my thinking about this, and I want to hear everyone's opinion on this. But I think, sure, if it's an occasional, hey, how you doing, saw the kids on Instagram, glad things are going so well, whatever. You know, I, people definitely cross the line. And that's that's where the trust is broken is – it's one thing to be like, hey, small talk, small talk, small talk. But if you, what Turk is doing in this episode is so fucking out of line. Way he's out of line. cracking up. She doesn't know he's married. I can't wait to visit you. They're like giggling. Like that would fucking make anyone's feelings hurt. Right. I know for a fact if my wife was talking, well, I don't know for a fact, but if she was talking to her ex-boy, like if I see her, if we're out and an ex approaches us, I'm going to choke him out. You know what I mean? Like that's just how I am with it all. Joelle, you might feel a different kind of way. That's so but fast. That's, I don't give a fuck. Like, dog, respect the situation, man. You had your chance. It's over. So you don't right. stay friends with any of your exes? I'm not friends with any of my exes, no. Wild. What about you, Joelle and Daniel? What are your thoughts on this controversial topic? If we ended well and we're buddies, you know, it's fine. If they're constantly coming around flirting and they don't understand, like... I definitely think there's got to be, like, new boundaries and understandings yeah, of the relationship. But, you know, people are people. Sometimes the relationship is like, oh, you know, that just didn't work out. But you're still a cool person. There's a reason we got together in the first place. My, my, none of my relationships have ever ended that way. Okay. None of my relationships. All right. Okay, you're, a, you're a burn got the bridge it. when you leave, guy. I'm, 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 I'm like, yeah. I'm like yeah. fuck you. No, fuck me. No, yeah. fuck you. No, fuck you. you. Know. No, fuck me. You know in action movies when um, the action star is uh, walking away and the building blows up behind them and they, and they, don't, turn, and they don't turn around because they're that badass? That's Donald. That's me. <laughs> that shit goes... Emotion yeah. to carry. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> All right. What about you, Daniel? I mean, I feel the same way. I echo that sentiment. Like, it's, it's really about the attitude that you leave with. I've definitely had... Um, I similarly have not had a long-term relationship that has ended that way, but I've had short-term relationships that have certainly ended with friendship and we're still talking and stuff like that. Well, short-term relate, but come on, man. Short-term relationships don't necessarily count because all the short-term relationship was we hooked up once or twice and that was it. You know what I mean? And we're talking so, about where there was love and, and Where there was yeah, love and all of that and commitment sure. and all of that stuff. You can't freaking, you can't be like, honey, this is my ex, honey. Right. I want us all to get along. That just, just doesn't happen. That's you just fair. have to be respectful, and uh, I think, and and it shouldn't personally be like a regular thing. It's like you know, I don't, I don't think anyone wants to hear that you're like regularly chatting with your ex. But maybe that's an immature perspective. I don't know. But here's the other thing, though. Like, okay, I can honestly say, I have been in love three, maybe four times in my life. So there are a lot of relationships that I was in where it seemed like it might have been more at the time, but at the end, there was really nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so and so, I feel like those relationships also fall in the same category as we hooked up a couple of times. It was nothing, though. You know what I mean? It's when the relationship was something and it broke up for whatever, you know, you know for whatever reason it was. You can't look back at that. You know what I mean? I made that mistake before and it is the wrong. It is, you know, regardless of what your life, where you are in life, that's the wrong thing. That's just me. Well, I, I, I think I, we can all agree that Turk, especially in the context of their relationships, having some troubles, 
Turk flirting with his college girlfriend and not telling her that he's married and being like, we got to hang out is pretty fucked up. Well, he's trying to have his yeah. cake and eat it too. Mm. Yes. And we will talk more about having your cake and eating it too when we come back from this commercial message. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's it's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Gurgle, gurgle. We miss, I missed the gurgle. You can gurgle. You can gurgle, gurgle every now and then. Gurgle. Gurgle, gurgle. Yeah. yeah. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> 
Jim Wells' face. Did you see what she did? She like so she, she made the, yeah. It is trying to brace for it. It just kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it kept coming, all right. <laughs> oh, oh Daniel! Daniel! Speaking of thunderous applause and turning your key, I got a shout out. Sean McBean from uh, the graphic designer from uh, Powerpuff. I hope I'm saying Mm -hmm. your name right. If not, I will find out before we... But this brother hooked it up for us motherfuckers. (laughs) He fucking made a turn your... We each get a key that we can turn and then a nuclear button to push. (laughs) Love it. I can't believe it. What does he do? He must be a set dresser. He's not a graphic designer. No, he's a graphic designer. So he did that and he also did for the show. He also made me a lightsaber and he also got me an Ewok uh, cell from the original Ewok cartoon that I was telling oh you guys so about. Wow. That is so That's sweet. So which is now, first of all, which is now on Disney Plus. So like they have the vintage collection on Disney Plus right now and you can watch the cartoon from Celebration. You can watch uh, the Ewok cartoon. You, can, you can't watch Droids. Droids not on there, but you can watch the original Clone Wars cartoon, which was created by the di- guy who did Samurai Jack. Genji uh, Tartakovsky. Right. Who I think has some connection to Powerpuff Girls. Sure does. It was one of the shows he worked on. He was an animator on that show. And then he did Dexter's Lab. And then Samurai Jack. All I gotta say is, there's a rumor out there that the professor, Professor Utonium, is Samurai Jack. Now, that's been dispelled and everything like that. But wouldn't it be awesome It's a somewhere... good fan theory. Yeah. Even though wow, it's not like true, it's a yeah. fun fan theory. <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome if somewhere down the line, if the Powerpuff Girls gets picked up, I'm swinging a samurai sword. I'm just putting it out there. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Anyway, should we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, yeah. How did you? Yeah, let's do a quick bit on that. Let's did you do like a quick. It? I loved it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. That speech that Mackie gives at the end is right on point. Um, you know, it, You know, the best way to... I guess nullify trolls is to shout them out right away. And he does it, you know, like he knew right that like Marvel knows, everybody knows a black captain in America, America might not be ready for, you know what I mean? Yeah. They just went straight at it. I like that. They just went straight at it. It was like very meta. He was like, yo, you know, I can feel the stares through the television right now. People hating this. And I thought that was, I thought that's, I think that's honest, you know, uh, Here's my opinion. I feel like WandaVision and Captain America and the Winter Soldier needed a couple of more episodes to tie everything up. I feel like all of it's rushed because however many episodes they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as as much as I love both shows, I feel like there's no way you could wrap it all up with just one episode the way they both did. That's just me personally. Well, it feels like they're building up for um, either a film or another season, right? I don't know. Joel, what do you think? They really did. By the way, I, I knew that it was a black and white bromance, but since you planted in my head that, mm. you know, we were the last, you know, famous black and white bromance that they really did jump on on our on our bandwagon. So I, I would like a cut of all the profits. I feel like I owe t- they owe me 10%. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Joel, how do you feel about it? It's, let's talk. 
Because I don't you, like it. I knew whole, you did. I, I knew you did. Episode one was the best, and then it just totally jumped to the tracks. I'll keep it short. So we have a lot of other things to talk about, but a lot of the secondary characters were not fleshed out enough for me. The uh, the entire like people's army thing was there and then gone, and then they Daenerys the lead chick where they were here like, why did she turn evil? What happened? Very confusing. Mm. Um, I will say the bromance was great. Uh, somebody on Mackie's speech was like, the Juilliard jumped out, and I was like, it sure did because he performed mm. the hell out of that speech. Yes, he did. Um, there's a lot to like, but for me personally, it's not as a complete a vision as WandaVision was. Um, just from start to finish, WandaVision is like a very clear through line where this was muddled. And that's not, I you can't blame Marvel, it's not their fault, or maybe it is, but they were like, hey, originally there was a big um, pandemic, pandemic th- yeah. in the show. And uh, they when COVID it hit, they cut it all up and you can definitely tell in some scenes. And so it just, oh, there was all, there was a subplot of a pandemic? There was yeah. a subplot of a virus that was killing a lot of people, oh. and that's what and that's originally what uh, Carly is that her name on the show Carly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they're that's what Carly and the Flag Smashers are doing. They're trying to save all of these people. Like in the first episode, when the Winter Soldier jumps on the truck and Carly's on the truck, he's like, "There's they have uh, they have." An antidote. Vaccine. They have, an, an, a vac- they're, they're, they have vaccine. And that was for this virus that was supposed to be. Did you like the it. fights? I have I have some thoughts on the fights. I love the fights. I love the fights. Yeah, I did. I just think um, sometimes fights are shot in such a way. I'm, I'm not someone who's, as a director, photographed an elaborate fight scene. Um but I think sometimes you watch a fight and you can you know where you are, you know the context of the people in the battle. And then other times it's just like a collage of like fist, bah, boom, bah, leg, bah, bah, bah. And it's just like mayhemy collage. And I don't know where everyone is in the room. I, I've lost track of the geography of the fight. And I don't like that as much. I, I don't know. I don't think I don't well, I'll say this. That fight between uh the uh, Captain America and uh, George St. Pierre where freaking he's doing all the flips and everywhere the Falcon is where Captain America is doing all the flips yeah. that shit was fly to death to me I thought yeah. that was so cool and then when he catches the punch from Carly and he uses the wings to stop you know to, to brace himself and everything I thought that was very like unique and I, I would I, I did not see like my whole thing was like how's Sam gonna beat these people when they're all super soldiers. Yeah. But his costume or his armor, like Iron Man, helped him out completely. So and he has no special powers. Zero power. The only power that he has is his ability to empathize with people. You know what I mean? And that's what makes him a great Captain America. He can, you know what I mean? He sees why Carly is doing what she's doing. But he also understands why the government is doing what they're doing. And he you know, his super Sam's superpower is his ability to talk to soldiers who need it, you know, and it's always been his his superpower. All I'm saying about the fights is for me, as someone who's watching it as a filmmaker, going, you know, I'm trying to learn, like, you know, in case I, I watch these things that I don't know anything about sometimes, but trying to learn, like, let me deconstruct how this fight was shot and see. And then sometimes I watch them and I go, 
wow, that's that was incredible. Holy shit, how'd they do that? And sometimes I watch, and this isn't just Marvel. I'm saying in, in you know, action General, any, sequences. Right, any action movie. And yeah. sometimes I watch them like, I don't, like, the, the, the ultimate example of this is Transformers. Like, two right. giant pieces where of metal clashing against each other. I'm like, I don't know where we are. I don't even know what that is. You're showing me some right. piece of metal hitting another piece of metal. And they're, and then all of a sudden, how did we get in a warehouse? Right, yeah. And so it's just, we've, I, 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 I appreciate and the direction of, of fight sequences where, where you, the viewer, are, are clear, like, where we are in the context of, of the room. And it's not just, like, tight shots of visual mayhem. Yeah, I get Anyway, it. let's get back to Scrubs. What a great show it is. Okay, um, so uh, the brain trust switches. So oh Crazy God. Eye Margo. Is, is this Crazy Eyes Margo's first appearance? No, she's been in the show before, but this is her first appearance maybe this season. Oh my god! I laughed out loud when when he switches. First of all, he goes, he goes uh, tugboat. He's trying to get the brain trust going, and he goes, um, <laughs> "Wait, what's this? What's this I got it? How can I get blonde doctor to go out on a date with me?" And one, what uh, Troy says, Troy says something like, "You should just burn her house down," right. and then no, uh, no, no, not Troy. Uh, Marty, Marty says, Marty says, Marty that. says, "You should just burn her house down." And then Troy goes, I've got the perfect plan, but I need a tugboat. <laughs> yeah. And then the janitor says, that's all I ever get from you guys, tugboats and arson. Yeah. And, he's and he, goes, all, he goes, Randall, I saved you from that eagle. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. And then he goes, Margo, I found your birth mother. She was a tree person. <laughs> There's no shame in that. Now, I don't even know what that means, but it was funny. <laughs> he goes... And then he goes, you guys are out. And he yeah. turns around, and his new brain trust is Doug the Todd and Ted the lawyer. And he goes, oh you God. guys are in. I need you to focus all your attention on me. And they all put down what they're doing and listen. Yeah, they're all excited to, ha- to hang out with them. I think that, like, on the, on the, in the chain of who's cool, the janitor's above the three of them. Yeah, he's above all of them. Well, when he said, I found your birth mother, she was a tree person. (laughs) It's one of those things where it just sounds funny. I don't really even know what it means, but I laughed. I guess she lives much like the Ewoks. She lives in a a tree village. He says, Randall, I saved you from a fucking eagle. Yeah, an eagle tried to get Randall. An eagle, literally. (laughs) An eagle tried to grab Randall while he was walking down the street and and fucking jet. That is a scene we really, we really, we really were deprived of a good scene. The janitor saving Randall from the Zach, how would you have directed that scene? Oh, man. I, I would have spent the whole budget. I uh, <laughs> That would have been a crane. That for sure would have been a crane. It definitely would have been a crane. We probably would have had to done green screen with a with a CGI eagle, and then we would have hung Marty. We would have hung Marty from some wires and had him scream. <laughs> and then the janitor jumps up and grabs his legs. Yeah, and then the janitor would jump up probably on the green screen and just be pulling Marty's legs. <laughs> oh my God. If anyone wants to, um, to fund that, I can, uh, I would love to we get everybody that. together. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days, even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California 
is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know how they're doing like NFTs? Uh, we could make that as an NFT. Uh, the scene where um, where the janitor saves Marty from an eagle. Wait, we skipped a couple things. I have Heather looking like fire. We covered that. Um, oh, what about when her patient um, goes? Oh God, he's back. He's back. That guy. He gets yeah. a laugh every time. He goes. They've yeah. landed. Grab some blankets and all the canned goods you can carry. We're moving to the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> And then he does his exit, like the Kermit the Frog exit, where the body goes first and the head's last. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I said to Bill I was directing. You know, I would always direct after a week off so I could, you know, prep because prepping an episode's a lot of work. And the, the, the extra bonus was that I would be around in the writer's room and pitching random jokes 
in a way that I couldn't be when we were making the show because I was on set. And I just, I'm sure I was like, Bill, we got to get Heather's patient back because that guy was, was in my first episode. Hilarious. It was so funny. That was very funny. Yeah. And then Elliot's has fingers like biceps. Oh my God. Elliot, when the door closes and the yeah. finger makes and it into she, the. And then when she pokes me and I fall down the elevator. And you go falling down. Yeah, and you fall down. <laughs> no, like a ra- rock climbing jazz pianist. That's what I say. Elliot's yes. got fingers like a rock climbing <laughs> jazz pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty strong fingers. But wait, what about when I go? A little birdie told me that. Uh, oh, right, you say is. you say a little birdie, birdie told, told me told that me. you're not actually having sex, and I look and it's little nurse birdie, and I go, I and trusted you. you. Well, it's true. And then, uh, and then uh, this this part had me rolling. So the janitor tricks Elliot to going to dinner with him right. again. Yeah. And. On his way to dinner, he walks outside and runs into the new brain trust. Yeah, all decked out. And he goes, out. sorry, they're all decked out. He goes, sorry, guys, uh, going out's off. We're going out to the bar hopping's off. I have a date. And Ted, the lawyer, says, oh, man, I ironed my going out hair. And he has a toupee on. And then he flings a toupee to the ground. What about Rob's outfit? Rob's wearing a mesh T-shirt. Yeah. And no, not, pants. No, not only is it a mesh T-shirt, it's a um, it's a crop top. It's a mesh crop top. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Carrie Bennett, our costume designer, must have had so much fun dressing Rob. Yeah, it's a mesh crop top and leather pants. Is that what leather pants? Yeah, tight leather pants. And then um, and then uh, Johnny Castle has his has his fanny pack on. Is yeah. is going out fanny pack? And they're all lying on Cox's Porsche. Porsche, yeah, on the Porsche. Like now, all four of them were going to get in the Porsche, I guess. Now, what about when I um, – this is the first appearance of Mr. Peeps, my talking British penis. Now, is there talking British penis played by the janitor, played by Neil Flynn? No, whose voice was it? I didn't know. I thought it was Neil's, but I could be wrong. I laughed out loud when I'm like, Mr. Peeps? Why are you British? <laughs> and then he, Mr. Peeps goes, I'll explain later. Just lose the extra bitches. It was like a family guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, the dog. Stewie. No, uh, Stewie, the baby. Yeah. I'll explain later. Just lose the extra bitches. That's a pretty good Stewie. I didn't, I didn't even watch Family Guy. I just know that that's kind of what Stewie sounds like. What? Are you kidding me? What about when the janitor says, I kissed a dude once? It was at Furnace Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Furnace Camp. The janitor was so into uh, janitor like things as a child that he went to furnace camp that he went to furnace camp <laughs> oh we skipped thing was something that was funny when the janitor's trying to bet cox and he, and the and cox goes i have no need for a cracked thermos and two rings of keys <laughs> dickhead oh that was johnny pro okay i'm skipping ahead no we're at the bar and i just spoke into my british penis and you get rid of the two girls which are carla and elliot yeah and johnny props is the bartender. Yeah, our prop master is the bartender there. Now, I thought this was really cool, This um, the way that the director, me, um, did this sort of what would have happened if I pushed Heather's hair out of her face thing. I thought that was really cool because, you know, I, you know, the audience seeing it for the first time just assumes that is what happened. And we do this sort of, I've never seen this movie Sliding Doors, but people always reference the Gwyneth Paltrow movie Sliding Doors when you talk about this, like, what would have happened if this, if, if I'd gone this direction and then how my life would have been different. Okay. But I didn't do that. I did this instead. And um, I thought that was cool. It was well done. 
Yeah, you know, it reminds me of my favorite movie. What's that? La La Land. <laughs> yes, there's a La La Land it's, moment to it. It's like, it's like, uh, well, at least we get to see what would have happened. You know what right. I mean? But then we also see what really happened. And, uh, you know, JD, like Turk, puts his foot in his mouth at the end of this, at the end of this episode, which is, yeah. you know, my wife always tells me this. She's like, you can lie and lie and lie all you want, but eventually the truth comes out, mm-hmm. you know? And it's true, you know, JD blew off Kylie to go hang out with Molly. And when he gets, when he realizes, oh, I don't want to be with Molly, I want to be with Kylie. And he gets to the apartment, He his honesty just comes out and he tells Kylie the truth. I was out with this one girl and I realized I didn't want to be with her. I wanted to be with you. Yeah, he's and, trying to use it as a as a as a means of hitting on her. Like, hey, how great did I do? Meanwhile, I mean, we assume he's drunk because he is, you know, obviously drunk. I, so he's not he's not really being careful with his words or you know, right? And uh, and that causes them to break up. Um, do you think that she overreacted a bit to that? You know, I don't. Think, I mean, he I, really I did. He, they they they're not. I mean, I, I assume they're in a committed relationship. They're a month in. Well, she definitely thinks they're in a committed relationship, but because of Turk and Turk's theory of having your cake and eating it too, because he felt like I'm talking to my ex girlfriend and it's harmless because I take all of that energy and I bring it back to Carla. Mm-hmm. JD feels like, yeah, you know, he falls for the okie doke. Turks. Turk's logic is obviously shit. You know what I mean? Like right. he's not the smartest dude on the planet. Oh, I want to talk about Neil's acting because Neil never gets to play a sincere moment. The janitor is always the broad comic relief, and I thought it was really nice to see uh, Neil play a very sincere moment with Sarah. I thought that was a really. I was surprised by it. And it was great. Well, not only was it great, the fact that he learns his her name. He learns her name early on. And yeah. when she walks away, what punctuates I it, got goosebumps. Yeah, is him saying Elliot under his breath as she leaves. Like, yeah, so you sweet. know, to him, they had a moment. And he even really loves she, her. He's really, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny. It's a testament to Neil's acting and 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 his and just his skill as a performer that, you know, he's so broad. He's the broadest person on the show in a lot of ways. And then all of a sudden. And, and obviously a testament to the writing of the show, but all of a sudden, you know, all he just drops in and he plays it straight, and he's like, he has Look, a grounded I, I, moment. Yeah, and he's a grounded moment, and you buy it, and it, it it's so uh, beautifully performed, and I, it made me want more of it. I was like, you know, I don't want to mess with what Neil's doing because it's everyone's loves it, but it, it was so heartfelt, and um, and that's a very tricky thing to do, also to go from so broad and so crazy, 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 then to have a moment where it's grounded and it doesn't take away from the character. If anything, it enhances the character. Yeah. Well, it, saw, it showed us a new side to the character. And also, I thought it was just heartbreaking. I thought anyone anyone who's ever been in a situation where there was unrequited love and they were pining for someone who had no interest in them um, could relate to the, those feelings. He said, you know, you, you treat me with respect and I know that you don't feel the same way that that I do about you, but... You know, I'm sorry. You know, I I don't know the words, it was but great. it was yeah. but it was really really beautifully done. And then calling but, her Elliot when she walked away was just like chef's kiss. Well, and also 
Like we always talk about, the music is perfect at this moment. Josh yes. Raymond's closer. And, she, and let's end the show with that beautiful song. Uh, by the way, Carrie Brothers has a song uh, and this too. His, his beautiful song, Waiting for Your Letter, um, is, is during one of the montage sequences. I love that song. Um, but we end with one of our, I think it's safe to say, one of our favorite Josh Raiden songs, Closer, right, Donald? Beautiful song. Yeah, well, that first record used to be my jam. And then the video was amazing, too. I remember we you shot the video. You directed the video. Yeah, at the Hollywood Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl. And you had all of these great light cues. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, I remember the video concept is Josh pays... The janitor of the Hollywood Bowl, or to well, the, the door guy, the, but yeah, the, the custodian of the Hollywood Bowl, he pays him money so he can come in and perform one song, like it's his dream to perform there, so he can perform one song mm. on the stage, and the custodian lets all these lights go crazy for him and everything while yeah. he performs closer to an empty remember, house, yeah, to an empty house, and I thought that was, uh, I remember that video. Uh, and I remember thinking the concept was really dope also because if you could have that moment, it doesn't need to be necessarily a packed house. But if your dream was to play the garden and nobody was in the garden, but you got all the effects and the lights were out and everything yeah. like that, and you could do one song, wouldn't you take that opportunity? Wouldn't yeah. you go for it? Well, it's so cool because, you know, for those of you who don't um, know about the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, it's it's just the most beautiful place to see music. It's an outdoor amphitheater, and it seats like 18,000 people or something. And uh, it's just a very, very, just Google image Hollywood Bowl, and you'll see what it looks like. It's beautiful. And so the concept was that Josh is a, you know, young singer-songwriter that's by no means selling out the Hollywood Bowl, or probably even a small club, this, the character in the video. And he pays off the door guy. Now, what I, the way I shot it was I kept it contained for the first part, within the dome of the bowl, so you don't really know where you are. You think you're in some really bizarre space. And then at a certain point, when the song kicked in, we had this giant crane, and we pulled back to reveal that he was playing to an empty house at night with the Hollywood Bowl, and we programmed the light board to just go crazy with the lights. And, mm -hmm. and then he finishes the song, and the, the little ghost lamp is just on, on the stage, and he just sort of packs up his guitar and walks off. It was really cool. Check it out. It's on... It's on the YouTubes. It is on the YouTubes. And then at the end, Turk uh, is dumb. Like, always. Yeah, he fucks Turk's, up. Turk says the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. He's yeah. like, well, you know, he's like, I did it. I told her that we could no longer talk to each other anymore. I got rid of her. And Carla asks him, well, that was really fast. How did you do it? He's like, it was simple. I told her I was married. Yeah, that what was a fucked up. fucking idiot. And you're not, you can't even blame it on being drunk. JD's drunk from the from the bar. Turk is just dumb. Yeah, Turk is stupid in that moment. In that moment. What about when the um when when uh, Cox puts the brick on the accelerator of the what van? What a dick! Like <laughs> at the end, dick. all of the all of the guys in the show at the end of this, like the janitor's a dick for freaking making a bet with Doctor Cox. Right. Turk is a dummy for freaking saying what he said to Carla. Everyone has a bad look. <laughs> yeah, all the guys do. All, all the, the guys, guys All the guys do. Well, and another the, janitor. Well, the, I guess the janitor yeah, lied. Yeah, man, he, he lied. lied. But he's still, okay, but I'm going to give the janitor a pass because what he says to Sarah is so sweet. And I, he I still lied. Him. He still lied. He still used her to freaking. You know who came off great in this episode is Crazy Eyes Margo. She's just having lunch. <laughs> She's not bothering anybody. <laughs> And when the car blow, when the van blows up and Dr. Cox just starts cheering. I know. Like, oh, 
What a he's dick. such an asshole. But it was funny. I remember yeah. like. You know, it was like, Zach, the episode's pretty contained. Until the end, we're going to run a van into the hospital and explode it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> By the way, that, like, that, I felt so bad that we blew that van up. It's like a beautiful antique. But, you know, we wanted to make you laugh, listeners. Well, the so, A-team the A-team van's coming next. Oh, so. yeah. So, and you should be happy because the reason is he's going to get an A-team van next. <laughs> <laughs> do um, we have a caller today or no? We do yes, have we a do. caller. Um, before we go to the caller, I know we're going to end with Josh Raiden's Closer, um, but Travis did send us a mother-approved version of the date song. Oh, let's hear it now. I want to hear it. Let's go. Uh, now, listen, for those of you who uh, aren't caught up, um, by the way, I find myself humming this song to myself all day long. <laughs> which part? Because I, I, I know was, which part I... I was what? on Dua Lipa's uh, Levitating, but now I've switched to the Joelle Monique is Down to Get Down song. Which part of the Joelle Monique uh, is usually Down to it's, Get Down? Usually it's no matter what's between your legs, tomorrow morning you could be making a rex. Joelle you know my, Monique is Down to Get Down. My part is, uh, put the bird out on it down. Joelle Monique is down to get down. Do you find yourself walking around set or yeah. your apartment humming? Yes. Me too. Yes. Before I, I get to the shower, guy, I sing What's it his like... name again? Uh, we got to give him a shout out. I wish he would write us more hooks for the show. Listen, we, we can definitely ask him to do that. His name is Travis Freshner. He's... Well, Travis, uh, listen, if you're listening, I, I have so much shit I can sign for you if, you if you're a Scrubs fan. I've got an Alex Inc. hoodie I can sign for you for that genius show that only went 10 episodes. But, um, but listen, we need more of your genius hooky melodies because uh, the Joelle Monique song is just fuego. Now, just well, to catch the a... listeners up. Sorry, go ahead, Donald. There's a remake. That's what we're about to hear. Yes, we're going to hear the remake because Joelle's mom complained that the lyrics to the song made her sound easy. <laughs> And now we're going to hear the the non... What's crazy, it's, a, it's your favorite part of the song. No matter what's between your legs, in the morning you could be making Joelle's and Megs. I no, said that wrong. No, no matter what's between your legs, in the morning you could be making a regs. Joelle Monique <laughs> is down to get down. All right, so are we going to put it right here? Let's do it. Yeah, I can play it for you right now if you want to hear it. Yeah, I let's hear, hear it. it. Yes. Spread the word down low and high up above. Joelle Monique is looking That's good too. My mom I like it. That yeah, just send that That's one to your so mom. That's I like really it. Sweet. But I, I still think at the end it should be Joel Monique is down to get down. No, Listen. her mom's not going to like that because she thinks no. it makes her sound promiscuous. It's no, but part, the part that she thinks makes her sound promiscuous is when she talks about. No matter what's between your legs, in the morning you could be making her eggs. No, the the the, the last thing you're talking about is like she's down to get down, like somebody. But if you're not a woman, needs. as long as you're not a creep, and as long as you're looking for love. Well, that's not enough criteria for for okay. Joelle's lover. I'm sure her mom is like the song should be like if you've got a PhD and maybe if you're going to med school. <laughs> Joelle will, <laughs> Joelle will go out with you on a platonic. Setting right, <laughs> you got a PhD oh, yeah. and you're not a fucking creep, and if you're making like lots of money. Herbal tea, and <laughs> and you make a lot of money. Joe, yeah. well, Monique. Monique will hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Joelle you, Monique will hold your hand. Your hand. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. Well, Joel, um, I love the song. And please tell him that what other, what other moments in the show need a – maybe the guest arriving needs a theme song? Oh, hell yes. Oh, that's yes. a that's fucking great idea, Zeb. Okay. Oh. Well, we so ask him – ask him – because tell him – and I'm not sure if he listens um, every week. But please tell him that uh, I'm walking around singing. He's so good at writing hooky melodies, jingles, mm-hmm. I believe they call them. We could, we could use one for the guest – the arrival of the guest. Yeah, because I think me saying the guest's name in the Oprah voice – I've done it. How many episodes are we in now? Do you know Quite that people will riot in these streets if you don't give them their Oprah yeah, intro? Yeah, people yeah, like they Oprah. Need that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, like, I'm just saying. Hell? Yeah, just saying. You know, I mean, it makes me want to say this. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I prefer you say Wu Tang forever. But how about this one? Do or do not. There is no try. That is such a. I'm not gonna lie. That's a good Yoda. Yeah. That is a good Yoda. Yeah, I, I can't Yoda. believe we got Frank Oz to do that. <laughs> I um, wish. All right. So shout so, out to Travy Wavy on Instagram. T-R-A-V-V-Y-W-A-V-V-Y. He wrote the jingle for my dating segment. You guys should definitely follow him. And hopefully he'll write us a couple more jingles. We'll see. Travy Wavy. All right. We'll just go to break, right? And then we'll have a guest? Yes. yes. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right, Joel, invite our friends in so we can meet them and discuss. The, it's one person or two. We don't. We never one know. Person? It's one. one person. I think I know who it is. Oh, I think I might know who it is too. Actually, we'll say hello to Mitch Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mitch Kelly. Wow. There's Mitch Kelly. Wow. There he is. Hello there, there Mitch. Is. Hey guys. Yeah. Oh, How wow. you doing? Nervous. Always nervous. Don't be nervous. How can you Kelly. be nervous? You were on television. On a television. You were, which show? First of all, let's get into this. Wait, you're you're going way too fast, Donald. <laughs> Mitch Kelly, where do you live? A place called Curry Curry. A place so crap they named it twice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? What country? Uh, Australia. It's about okay. oh, 100 miles north of Sydney. All right. Now, Mitch, you're wearing uh, the infamous onesie that, uh, that, that people love all across the earth, we know, because it's even down in Australia. Now, um, tell us what happened, because you went at least a little bit viral in our minds and uh, when we saw this this week. What, what, what happened? What, what did you do with your onesie? Um, well, I went on a on a, a Australian game show called Mastermind and uh, you get to pick your theme and the theme was scrubs. Nice. And, um, and they, you know, they allowed me to wear my onesie with my fat ass on TV. So that was good fun. <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't going to call you fat ass. You look fit. Actually. You look like a freaking superhero in that. You onesie. looked amazing. It, dude. By the way, Mitch, way. there's only two people in the world who have ever won the, who have ever worn the onesie on national television. Do you know who the other one is? Drew Barrymore? Yeah. That's good. correct. That is correct, sir. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you and Drew Barrymore are the, are the only two legends. And by the way, Joelle, how can we encourage more people to wear their onesies on national television? I feel like there should be a special gift oh. if you wear your onesie on national television. Uh, okay. We got to figure something out for Mitch. Well, just just help me brainstorm. We're gonna, okay. gonna send yeah, it to gonna, Australia. It's gonna take a, it's gonna take six months to get there, but we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right now, Mitch, tell us what the questions were. I don't know this game show. So what is what is the game show? Okay, so it's it's two rounds of two minutes in the seat, and you get to pick your topic. So it's Scrubs. So I picked. So it was relating to season five of Scrubs. So like the first question was, what is JD's uh, position? So it's like attending position. Um, one question was. Um, you know, one of the directors won an award for this specific episode. It wasn't yours, so I didn't mark that up, but I got that wrong. <laughs> um, it was like, what was the theme of the um, the 100th episode specials? Like, you know, it was Wizard of Oz, et cetera. So, um, so I got nine out of that round, and general knowledge, I absolutely bombed it 
absolutely horrendously. <laughs> really? I got to watch you... this because I only saw – I saw you come on. It was, it was tagged in my, in my Instagram, and I saw you come on, and I saw the host – could could not stop laughing at the one. Yeah, thing. I I absolutely I had him laughing laps like heaps. So he must have felt sorry for me or something. <laughs> no, he didn't feel sorry. I don't he think he jealous. felt sorry for you. I, I I think he was jealous too. I yeah, think he I'd, wanted one. I'd be jealous of all this as well. Come on, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, well, dude, you um are you made it to the big time. That you are a legend, show. dude. You are a legend, legend, man. You are a legend. Truly it, a legend, dude. It man. was a it was a ploy to try and promote my podcast as well. So that was all a. All right. What's your a, podcast? What's your podcast, dude? Uh, it's called Life's a Mitch Podcast. So it's a bit of a play on words, but essentially, it's about storytelling. So I get people who ordinarily wouldn't have the light shone on them. And give them a chance to tell their story on a on an audio medium, and it's been great. I've met some interesting people so far. How do you find the people? So there's a a podcasting website, kind of like LinkedIn. It's called Matchmaker.fm, and I thought for starters, my friend put me onto it. I thought it was a dating scheme for sure, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it was cool. So that she put me onto that, and it's been so you can either search for guests or shows to appear on. That's so and clever, Joelle. Do we have an American version of that? I can find out. Yeah, seriously. Well, because it'd be cool, cool, like, you know, if you want an expert on a topic and, you know, we might find someone that we know or we could reach out to, but it seems like, oh, we want someone to come on who's an expert on this certain topic. That could be really cool. Well, it's easy. If I can use it, surely anyone can. Right. <laughs> Mitch, so, you're really hard on yourself, man. I know, I'm going to be honest you're with so you. You're so self-deprecating. Come on. You're oh, a badass. I'm Australian. Australian. It's normal. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a winner. Is that, is that an Australian stereotype, self-deprecation? So if you go, no, so I'm from a bush town, like a little country town. And if someone, if you don't refer to yourself as a dickhead, there's something wrong with you. So, <laughs> All right, Well, you're shocking us. Uh, you're shocking us Americans who do the opposite and just talk ourselves up. Yeah, you could oh. be from you could be from a shit town in America, and you're like, I am the shit. Yes, I <laughs> run this shitty town. Right. This place, this place is so shit. They have a mullet festival, so that gives you an example. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. That sounds fun. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, what's I the would kind love of, to see a mullet? What's the kind of person? Like, give us an example of someone that's come on your podcast that you that you, you know was an interesting episode that you that you. Okay, proud of. so I interviewed a lady named Barke. She's from. Uh, Zanzibar and she was forced into an arranged marriage when she was 16 so she was that's yeah that still happens in this time of the world it's crazy so she was forced to move with her husband to London and uh, for over a decade she had kids to him and was treated like absolute garbage and she for a long time she 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 bought her time and then she eventually transcended beyond this guy who treated her like garbage and now she's a motivational speaker in the Muslim community around the world so wow um, wow that's amazing. That's I loved. I I really like the the format of your show. You know, it's so it's you know, there's so many there's so many podcasts, um, and then you, sometimes you hear people's like short burst about what it's about, and you're like, eh, that that sounds interesting, but it's not for me. But I think yours is really interesting. I, I would I would totally so listen to it. Everybody out there, you can is can you get it wherever you get podcasts? Yeah, so it's on Spotify, Apple Play, and SoundCloud at the moment. Um, life's okay. a Mitch. Life's a Mitch, y'all. Check it life, out. Life's a Mitch podcast. Yeah. Life's, life's, a, a, life's Mitch. a Mitch podcast. It sounds very interesting. And it's a, um, yeah, appreciate that's kind. Kind. It's um, a play. Um, it's a play on life's a bitch for those of you who. I think we get it, it Donald. I'm I just think... putting it out there. There's some oh. people that are like me that are like life's a Mitch. What is that a play on? My um, my friends call me Mitch Mel bitch, so you know it works. <laughs> they call you Mitch Mel bitch. Yeah, so Mitch, Mitch is, is rough, Donald. Bitch. 
Oh, it's as rough as my head. Fair dinkum. Um, All right, Mitch, uh, do you have any questions for us, or are you just here to talk about your podcast and how genius you look in that onesie? Oof. Stop it, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, first first question is, if you could take a favourite character from any series or movie and put him in Scrubs, this question to you all, um, who would it be and why? Any character from any TV show or movie and put them in Scrubs. Donald, okay. do you want to go first? Here's don't some, say Star okay. Wars. Don't you fucking not, bring Boba Fett gonna, into our fucking show. Not gonna I don't that. want any Ewoks running around our show. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to change it a little bit though. All right. I don't know if I could I don't know what a character from TV or movies, but I can tell you that a director that I wanted so bad to direct an episode of Scrubs was Spike Lee. Oh, because yeah. Spike was such a big fan of the show too. Like every time Zach and I would run into him, he's always very nice to us yeah. and always very you know, he's Aww. very complimentary and everything like that. And I really wanted Spike Lee to direct an episode of Scrubs. I, you know, that was something that I really wanted. So if I could have any director, character from movie or television or director, it would be Spike. I would like Grogu. Um, (laughs) You're an asshole, dude. I personally would like Grogu. You're an asshole, And what's the name of that robot that Taika voices? IG-11. Yeah, I want the (laughs) IG-11 as well. I love that there was no pause. Like, I thought you might have to look up for a second. You just looked straight into the camera and went, IG-11. <laughs> <He was> ready. <laughs> Man, I love Star I lo- You know I love Star Wars, right? I know, brother. I almost sent you. You know, I didn't send you this video because I'm tired of you not replying to them. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's Warwick Davis saying goodbye to the cast members. They're all in costume in the jungle on that planet, Return of the Jedi Ewok planet. Endor, the Endor. forest moon of Endor. It's not even. Yeah. The, it's not even the planet of Endor. It's the okay. forest moon okay. of calm Endor. Calm down. Calm down. It's a calm moon. Down. It's a calm moon. Down. Okay. You know what it is? It's a fucking backlot. But okay, listen. <laughs> it's a forest moon of Endor, <laughs> and they're saying goodbye to him because he must have been wrapped and he's leaving, and it was very emotional. And I was like, I'm going to send this to Dolan. I went, you know what? That mofo never replies. <laughs> Bullshit. I, I might get a thumbs Bullshit. up. I either get a thumbs up. Bullshit. Listen, if you don't have the time to write, oh, that's cool. This Bullshit. mofo, he either writes a thumbs up, the thing where you click on it, or he'll write, I've already seen that. All right. Uh, Mitch, do you have another question? Yeah, well, keeping the theme of podcasts, apart from your own, of course, and when you're about to listen to mine, are there any other podcasts that you don't mind listening to? I have an answer for this. And I'm not an avid podcast listener because I think the best time to listen to a podcast is personally, when you're driving, um, and I don't I haven't been driving that much, but I uh, did drive far away yesterday, and I started something that's amazing if you love movies. It's um, the, the Roger Deakins podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, wow. Roger Deakins, if you don't know, is perhaps the most respected cinematographer alive. He's got like nine zillion Oscars. And he sits down with um, primarily other cinematographers, and they talk about how they got started and the craft – and um, if you're a movie geek, and it's particularly a cinematography geek, I highly recommend it. The title of it is Team Deacons. Team Deacons, uh, I guess. So uh, I loved that. I was fascinated. I was so that's that's the one I listened to. I also like murder mystery ones, like you know, serial set the bar so high, and then uh, when my girlfriend and I sometimes go on road trips, we'll we'll try and find another good murder mystery one um, to like you know to binge because I love I love love those Donald. 
Uh, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars The Black Side uh, podcast. Uh, that'll be coming out. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be coming out um, May the 4th, but we have to push it back a little bit. Why? But I, I'm a huge fan of contract issues, but I'm a huge fan of Star Wars The Black Side. I'm just putting it out there. So let me get this straight. Your answer to his podcast question is your own podcast. I like that your has, answer, Donald. That that's hasn't aired answer. yet. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Well, that's a good title. It's 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 what is it? The black side. The black yeah. side. Instead of the dark side, we're the black side of things. That's very clever. That's, I will be tuning in. That's cool, man. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, it's time for Australia's favorite segment. It's time to fix your life all right mitch how can we help you today well that was that was smoother than my bald head well done um so okay so as in, i'm new at this whole podcasting thing i've been doing it for oh, three or four months and it all started like when at this year i had a bit of a crossroads so i went to see a clairvoyant for a bit of guidance and it sort of reminded me to do what I love. So it's to talk to people and hear stories and carry on like an absolute dickhead. So in a good way, in a good way. Um, so my question is seeing how I'm new at this whole entertainment thing and I'm um, trying to find like my stride, what's some advice you can give to me to sort of help? Cause I'm struggling to get like listeners as well. So how can I help get better at my craft and help promote it a bit better as well? I think you're already off to a great start, man. You yeah. found you found first of all, you found a way to promote your podcast without having to spend any type of money by going on the game show, by uh, by coming here. coming here. These are all great ways to jump off, as they say. To and I think you're going about it the right way. Now, if you have trouble with listeners after this you know get back at us and we'll plug you again you know what i mean you got you got friends over here at this you know you're a legend for rocking that that onesie on australian television you know what i mean and uh, i certainly of think that, you're and you're, because of go ahead. sorry don go ahead sorry and because of that you got love from the fake doctors real friends crew you know what i mean I and so that. and so uh the way you're going about it right now I, I give you props man because not a lot of people can crack the code and you found a way to do it well, it shows you when you have the courage to go outside the box, um, how you can reap the rewards of that. I mean, you decided to sort of be silly and go on this this um, you know quiz show, and in in being silly and in putting yourself out there, it landed you not only on the quiz show talking about your podcast, but we saw you and it, and you ended up on here. So it's a testament to you that you're willing to you know really put yourself out there. I I would also say that. I'm sure if you look on YouTube and the internet, there's there's definitely people that have written about like how to get momentum. You can do targeted ads on Facebook, for example. So Facebook is, even though Facebook is the devil, it's still, uh, if you're trying to get your message out there, you can do like people in Australia who are, who are listening to podcasts, who like scrubs, who like, inter you know, you can really narrow the hell out of it down uh, between these ages and just send ads to them. Um, you know, so you can get clever with, you know, I don't really know much about it, but I know that if you dig deep on the internet, I'm sure there's YouTube videos where people give tutorials for like clever ways. If you spend a little bit of money, um, just on, on, on really specifically targeting the people that you want to reach. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've been a show that I've been of the show for a long time and it's, it's actually really, really nice to hear some of your idols uh, say that like, 
you made a fan out of me. And is it okay if I give a shout out to the guy who put me onto this podcast? Absolutely. So my good friend Dave, um, he um he said to me, he said, like, you know, you love the scrubs as much as I do. They're doing a podcast. I'm like, what? And uh, he showed me, and after episode one, I binged season two, one and two in about three days. So, you know, nice. I pulled up. Wow. wow, that's a, wow. And, that's uh, a lot of hours. I'll do t- I'm a shift worker in the mine, so we get 12-hour shifts. So, you know, you got to, you know, wow. while you're operating gear, you have to um keep your, your mind occupied somehow. You so. said you're working in a mine. You may go, go back. back. You skipped. What are you, you, bur- mining? you buried the lead, as we say in the, <laughs> in the newspaper industry that I'm that I'm not a part of. So on, so just in that TV episode, it airs Tuesday this week. I'll send you the link. Um, so I work yes. in a coal mine. Um, so I operate the big haul trucks. Um, so in terms of feet, you're about 27 feet in the air. These are those um, giant trucks with tires that are like 20 feet high. Yeah, definitely overcompensating. Um, it's, um, <laughs> it's, um, it's good fun. But yeah, you, you, it's 12-hour shifts and uh, it's its own micro community. So you have to find ways to to entertain yourself while you're operating and stuff. So you're in, you're driving that truck and hauling coal for 12-hour shifts. Yep. Pulling rock day for 12-hour shifts. Day and nights. Day and nights, yep. Yeah. Fucking hell. And you're allowed, thank God you're allowed to listen to things, right? Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, it's um, it's very limited AM radio stations and you hear the weather about a thousand times a shift. <laughs> How do you pee or, or poo? Oh, I just pull up on the side of the dump and whip it over the deck, you know? What about what about when you what about when you have to poo? Oh, there's crib huts. You just call up uh, the dispatch office and you roll in there and do your business and get going again. I guess. Okay, so you drive up, you, you drive up, and then you climb down and poo. Yeah, so they give you two breaks through the shift as well. So you know, you, you know, you have to have fatigue. I'm drinking breaks. so much water lately that uh, I, I have to pee like all the time, right, Donald? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I was I, driving yesterday. I had to do a long drive, and I and I was like, I really wish I had one of those little driving urinals because I would have. <laughs> I wish I, I would have had. I had this moment where I had my giant. This is what happened, right? I was late going to this appointment. And it was far away. I didn't know how far away. It was so fucking far. And I'm late. And you know when your bladder is like painful. But you're yeah. like, come on, bro. You can go 20 more minutes. And I had this. If, if I was shooting the scene, I had my, my giant water jug thing that's like two liters. It's, 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 it's half full. And it's sitting on the passenger seat. And I did like this slow turn to it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I could piss in my water jug. I really could. And I was like, I was like, I was, and I'm like, but I drink out of that. I'm like, urine is sterile. We're gonna wash it. You're obviously not gonna keep drinking it. Come on, Zach. And I was like, no, I don't want to insult. It's like my friend. I'm with him all day. It's like my little R2D2. I'm not gonna piss in his mouth. (laughs) Oh my god! What? Oh my god! (laughs) What? Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? What? How dare you pee in R2's mouth? How dare you even talk it about this? It was a simile. It was a simile. I said like <laughs> Are R2's you mouth. fucking kidding me, dude? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm that's sorry. blasphemer. Zach, I love you. Somebody I just had a me. bit I just had a bit of a toilet fail as well a few days ago, if you want to hear Go that. Yeah, no! Well, <laughs> if you, can you tell it in a non-disgusting uh, way for yeah, people it's, that it's don't? Not disgusting, we don't so want I, anyone tuning out because of your no, disgusting. I, no, it's not. I'll I'll it's ironic because I did my business and then I had to clean it up. So I'm using the toilet brush to, to do that. As I'm doing, <laughs> as I'm doing that, it's already disgusting. Go ahead. As I'm doing that, I was sneezed. I was sneezed. They would have almost blown a hole through the wall. And as it did that, the toilet brush head snapped off and started to float down the bowl. No. So I had to get. I had to go get a new toilet brush. So that that sneeze cost me nineteen dollars. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, what did you do with the toilet brush? 
Oh, I fished it out with a new toilet brush. Oh, my God. It's go. so fucking gross. Yo, the okay. name of the podcast is Life's a Mitch, y'all. Yes. Well, you are Please. funny, Mitch. I got to tell you, you're 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 very funny. You're making me laugh, and um, I know you work your ass off in the mine, and I know that you aspire. I imagine to have this podcast be successful enough that you wouldn't have to do that anymore. And I can tell you that I honestly, you've made the four of us laugh, you know, ten times since you've been on. Mm-hmm. So. I see good things in your future. Everybody, the podcast, if you haven't been listening, is called Life's a Mitch. Mm -hmm. You can find it on Spotify, on Apple, and where else? And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Listen, Australians in particular, you need to support your one of your countrymen who's uh who's who's got a new hustle. He's trying to get out of the mine and into the podcast world, and it sounds like he's off to a great start. So check out Life's a Mitch. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mitch Kelly! Thank you, Donald Faison! All right, Mitch, good luck, and thanks for coming care, on, my brother. friend. Thank Take you, care, guys. Mitch. Appreciate it. Bye. Dude, we did it. We, we freaking did it. did it. We did it. What a good show. Um, what, what, show. Do we, what should we tell the people? Thank you all for listening. By the way, I watched that Ron Funches video you uh, you sent me of, of, of him talking to his fans on his podcast, and... Um, it's really, delightful. He's so he's like a big teddy bear. That guy. Yeah. He's like, I he's, hope that you are happy. I hope that you have love. I hope he's that you so, feel love. Yeah. So um, we love you. Yeah. To steal from Ron Funches. We love you. We hope that you're happy, and uh, we hope that you feel loved. Um, and also, check out Ron Funches's Ron Funches podcast. Yeah. Do you know what it's also. called? You don't I don't, but I, you, you know, can't promote something without telling people what it's called. I can Joel. tell you that Ron Funches is doing it. I know that. Yeah, well, Joelle's going to type it in right now. It's called... Getting Better with Ron Funches. Getting Check better. out Getting Better with Ron Funches also. You know, we yeah. don't promote a lot of podcasts on our podcast, but we just met we just met Mitch, who yeah. you blew our minds. So Life's a Mitch. Please Life's check it Mitch. out. Check that out. And then Getting Better with Ron Funches. Please check that out because we love Ron, and he's a great person yeah. and very inspirational. Yeah. And um, that's it. We'll see you next week. And uh, thank you, as always, for uh, for tuning in. We appreciate the camaraderie and the friendship. And now we're going to close out with a song called Closer by Joshua Radin. Uh, uh, me and Donald love a lot of Joshua's music, but this is one of our favorites. Here's Closer. So we're alone again I wish it were over We seem to To the point where I can take no more The clouds in your eyes Down your face they pour Won't you Be the new one burned to shine I take the blue ones every time Walk me down your broken All you have to do is cry Hush my baby now Your talking is just noise And won't lay me down Among 
Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.